welcome to Bears Beyond the Gate, a Bristol Bears podcast made by fans for fans. We're four season card holders at Ashton Gate who love the club, the game and all things Bears. It was an historic night for Bristol rugby as the Bears beat South Africa in front of a record crowd at Ashton Gate. Here are our thoughts on the game and some of those off-the-pitch special moments. We'll also discuss the narrow defeat away to Gloucester in the Prem Cup and the women's triumphant return to league action in front of a sizeable crowd at the gate. There's also our preview of the next league game away at sale. All this and more on this week's show. I'm Tony and I'm joined by Lee, Miles and Pete for a cheeky beer and some rugby banter. Well, Lee, we're back at your gaff and uh, as has already gone out on social media, the, the, the fifth beetle, if you like, from uh, last year, the Christmas tree's up. Uh, is it, what's the date today? The 20th of November. Yeah, 20th of November, you, you've boys. You've gone even earlier, haven't you? I have, and I, I thought, because it was such a good laugh last year and I got so much banter from our listeners... I thought, why not do it again this year? And uh, I have to admit, it's gone, it's gone down mixed messages here because Pete loved it and Miles just wants to tear it to ribbons and throw it out a window. So, uh, But you've had, we've all had mince pies as well, haven't you? Yeah, so let's start totally. Christmas nice and early, I'd say, too. There we go. Very festive. And uh, Miles, fella, how does it feel to have your uh, your fellow spokesperson next to you there well, with uh, and tinsel? Well, I'll tell you why I wanted to rip the tree to shreds, because it's got more facts than me, man. Normally, uh, and the amount of abuse I normally get about uh, the uh, stats that the Christmas Christmas tree comes up with. Um, well, I just put up with it this year, but you're right. Twentieth of November. I'm disgraced by it. Absolutely <laughs> appalled. And I should say to listeners, this is our usual Sunday evening slot, but it's been delayed quite a lot because just as we were about <laughs> to record, Pete was going to play something on his phone. And then he, he, he somehow turned on some accessibility thing and and we at about the last ten or fifteen minutes he's trying to work out how to switch it off. Have you I've, have you done it? I finally worked it out. It's I don't know, it's it, it's for people with hard of hearing, I think. <laughs> but and, uh, yeah. I don't know what's happening, but boys, just carry on without me. Uh, there we are. Right, it's good to uh, good to be back, all four of us. And uh, yeah, Thursday the seventeenth of November, I think Lee, that will go down in Bristol Bears history. Uh, a record crowd at Ashton Gate for any event, twenty six thousand three hundred eighty seven, and uh, Bristol Bears twenty six, South Africa eighteen. What an amazing night! I mean, we met early, didn't we, outside for a beer, and yeah. it was absolutely buzzing, wasn't it? It was. I mean, we say we met early. We would have met even earlier, wouldn't we? If we uh, it take us took us so long to get through the crowd, but it was a fantastic event, wasn't it? And full credit to Bristol Bears, to the whole team, because it wasn't just a game, was it? We had everything, and. Um, you know, it was. It's the sort of thing. Once we, when we get these things right, it's absolutely immense, isn't it? And we said, you know, even though I don't think we'd like to put up with that week in, week out, is you know, as better supporters, but it was a historic occasion, and I loved every single minute of it. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. And Miles, we got into the ground and uh, treated to a bit of opera, really, weren't we? Well, absolutely. And that wasn't even uh, Lee in his, uh, in his red dress, was it? It was a fantastic opera singer bashing out a few, um, yeah, glorious songs. I mean, it was like being at the World Cup, wasn't it? We even had a rendition of God Save the King and the South African yeah. uh, National Anthem, uh, which was just delightful. I mean, I, I don't remember the last time I sang that, but... I can't remember you did sing it. No. <laughs> hey, I've got a few strings to my bow, and uh, Ashland anthems is yeah, not one of them. But I thought that was a great introduction to lift the crowd. It was, and and that rendition of God Save the uh, the King. I mean, better than the normal two syllables we chant in, in, in the stadium. I mean, that was uh, that was really passionate, wasn't it? Was, it? it I actually, you know, when we were singing it, the hairs went up on the back of my neck and on my arms. It was uh, it it was really passionate, and yeah, it was. Uh, it was immense, boys, wouldn't it? It really was. And all, to see all the four of us singing and then looking around us and, you know, all the crowd around us singing. Well, can brilliant. I just say, I looked and I could see three of us singing. Of course, I couldn't see Pete. Oh, yeah. Because, oh, Pete, what had you done as far as seat booking? Can you tell, well, the, tell the listeners. I Obviously, <laughs> because this um, match was advertised way back in, I don't know, July or something, and we all... 
when the tickets came on sale, I think we all kind of scrambled to get tickets and obviously we all wanted to get our own season ticket seats and I think I was down at the caravan at the time so I was only on my phone doing it and of course moment because I hadn't been sent the new season card to read it I uh, I thought that I sat in row 29 when in fact I sit in row 28 <laughs> so I booked I bought a ticket uh, on the row behind where we normally sit. And so when I came in, and by the way, I didn't hear the anthem because I was queuing outside in the, because I, my own fault, I've got to say, I came late. It was a nightmare. I was trying to drive, whatever. Anyway, I was late. But so I didn't hear, I heard the anthem, didn't see it. Um, also, I saw the fireworks. What? The what? The what? I know, but they were on, yeah, we'll talk about that in a minute, I guess. And then... I got to my seat and I walked up and I bought the boys some. I bought you boys beers, hadn't I? Because actually, getting in late is quite a good thing because no, there was no queue in the bar. And then I got up there and I saw some old bloke sitting in my seat. Like <laughs> <laughs> young guy, I didn't even recognise. A like, different old yeah, bloke. And then I yeah, and I looked up and then I saw. I realised there was one spare seat in the row behind seat four. I saw you boys there, and so I had the pleasure of uh, looking at the back of Lee's head for most of the game. And for all, and, the... and had the pleasure of shouting, "Sit down!" <laughs> <laughs> for all the listeners. That, that that know that Pete is he goes on and on about stadium geography and oh, uh, yeah. that's a definite faux pas for you there big fail and uh, yes fireworks you would have thought after Pyrogate they might have put a few sparklers on the uh, the Lansdowne for us to see I mean I was as I said I was in the queue and I heard them kind of finish I could hear the anthem heard the finish, and then I heard these fireworks go and because I was queuing outside the Dolman I could see them on top of the Dolman it's the first time I've ever seen any fireworks at this place but then of course I thought I could also see the Lansdowne from where I was queuing there were no fireworks on top of that so I'm afraid yeah. it was a oh, I don't know what to say there's more things in life getting a bit about. political I think it is isn't it you know yeah. you feel we're almost being they kind of being ostracised yeah yeah. What for paying loads of money up front? Yeah, you know? yeah, and and being the the home of Bears Beyond the Gate, maybe. I think we, might have, we yeah. might have cursed <laughs> So apologies for anyway. Five thousand people. The safe standards had a had a good show oh, yeah, anyway, good didn't show, they? Anyway. Yeah, yeah. So uh, let's uh, let's talk about that game then. Uh, maybe come to you first, Miles. Um, it was probably the strongest team we, we could have put out, really, with injuries and uh, other unavailables, would you say? Uh, yeah, it was the only team that could have put out, to be perfectly honest with you. Yeah, there were some, yeah, I mean, notable absences. We didn't know about some of the short-term injuries to be coming back. You know, obviously, Charles uh, tore open his nose, didn't he, a few weeks ago, and he wasn't featuring. But... Um, yeah, other than that, I think we had explained that, you know, we, we sort of suggested that Ibatoi had done enough in the sort of, in the, in the Cardiff match to get himself in the first team. And lo and behold, he was on the team sheet. I think other than that, it was sort of predictive, wasn't it, really, to be honest with you? You know, starting with a good front row, the normal sort of, um, the backs in the right places, hopefully, um, and Moraham back at number 15. So encouraging team sheet for who we had fit, yeah. Yeah, and I think uh, if come to you, Pete, I can see you're still trying to work out how to get this thing off your phone. Um, yeah. The atmosphere was great. Would it be fair to say maybe it wasn't the most enthralling game of rugby in the first half? Um, not the most enthralling yeah. game. No, I think it was it was enthralling from a, a purist's point of view tone. I mean, I, I enjoyed it. I felt as though. I felt as though actually the atmosphere kind of lifted the game yeah. as well. You know mm. what I mean? So, you know, perhaps if it had been uh, in, a, in a quieter atmosphere, it might be more critical. I, I think Bristol, you know, looked keen and they looked like they were really up for it, which was slightly ironic because, you know, it, I know we talked about this at the time. We wondered why, why couldn't they be like that like all the time <laughs> in big games and, and, you know, like the Saracens game where it, we were very flat. Um, so yeah, I mean, I think it was at the end of the day. You can't imagine, you can't expect to just to go out and you know run round a, South Af- a national team, albeit you know maybe second or third string. So I think we, we 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 I think the players had a plan, you know, to take it relatively seriously. And, and you know, there were some big hits and there was some obvious structure. I mean, I, I thought they varied it up. I thought they looked like they were playing with a little less fear and a little less pressure particularly mm. Callum Sheedy I, I, I thought we saw a 
him playing like the old Callum Sheedy a little bit that he yeah. he was trying a few new things he looked more I think uh, you know it felt like that the weight that has been on his shoulders for quite a while had been left in the in the changing room so so I think we we, we you know we were up for it and I think it, it inspired the crowd to to, to keep going and, and yeah I mean I, I agree with Peter I mean there was a few there was a few groans around us when that I mean it was initially a South Africans um kicked the first penalty didn't they mm-hmm. and then we kicked a penalty and I think there was a few groans in the crowd because I think you know a lot of people wanted us to go to the corner see an exhibition game mm-hmm. yeah an exhibition game but I, I agree with Pete I think actually it both sides had set out from the off to, to win it wasn't an exhibition game this was a test match mm-hmm. and I quite liked it and actually um, I thought it was a bit of a template for maybe how we're going to play Second half of the season with it, or the net rest of the Premiership, by being just a little bit more pragmatic, taking the points we're on offer, and it proved just building a lead mm. and not wasting. Because I think we've always bemoaned the times when we've gone to the corner and we always seem to muck up the line out on the corner. And I think there was a subtle change of of attitude that paid dividends. But the thing is, see, you can have the best of both worlds because if we do, you know, have that pragmatic approach to start with, get points on the board. Then we can let the backs do yep. all the damage yep. after. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. you know, it might not be the full-on 80-minute performance that, that we always go on about, but you you can have both things in one game. And, and Pat did allude to it in, in either the after-match interview or something where he said that there was subtle changes in game plan that they, they put in and, that you know, they were trying out. And I, I do think it... Winning. Yeah, winning was a good one. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. not dropping the ball all the time was another one. Yeah. Um, tackling was a good one as well. Yeah, but even defensively, I <laughs> thought that was a lot better than yeah, previous was. games, wasn't it? I mean, uh, the South African backs looked pretty quick, in my opinion, and pretty dangerous. But there weren't that many occasions, were there, where they were running through our lines? And I thought, so actually, for once, I thought defensively, I, we looked pretty tight. I thought the big difference was we actually had players on that pitch on Thursday night that stood up. Mm. And and I mean we were all going to come to this later on, but for me players like Joe Batley was absolutely immense. Wait. Jan Thomas, these guys actually were on the pitch, and they weren't taking a backward step, were they? No, and we no, we no. have been missing that this I season. I think even though you said it's an exhibition game, Tony, I think the players. Well, no, I said with Lee that oh, yeah. Yeah. we didn't want it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, but I think the players went out there with a. They didn't want to disappoint there was no. a real fear yeah, yeah. in them disappointing the massive crowd and I think they uh, in some ways I'm quite I respect what they did there because I think if they had tried to do all that and we'd kind of got all loose we might have been disappointed but I, I actually respect the fact that they really I think they went out there and they really really didn't want to disappoint and actually just proved that when your head's on it mm. um, and you're, you're pragmatic and you get the point and you build a little bit of a lead it builds pressure on the opposition. Yeah. Fair play to them. And I think one of the things that worried me a little bit before the game was how, how our scrum would cope. But actually, it was it was rock mm. solid, wasn't it, in that uh, in that yeah. first half? Mm-hmm. Miles, let me come to you. Thirty-two minutes. We uh, we see the first try of the game. Ibatoye, um, nice move, wasn't it? And uh, a, a nice finish by him. And, and boy, did he enjoy scoring that oh, uh, absolutely. try. Absolutely. It was a punch in the air, wasn't they? So the Bristol fans in the, I think it was up the Atti area, yes. wasn't it? I mean, he's been looking lively on the occasions we've seen him. Uh, and we were just desperate for him to sort of get the ball out in the wide channels. But fair enough, it was quite near the try line anyway. But took a little inside line and it looked like a rocket. And God, I look it forward. It was the silky hips of Morahan that made it, though, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. Um, yeah. Passed inside, but I look forward to seeing him score many more tries. He, yeah, he was hungry for that and well deserved. He's looking good, isn't he? And he I think is. the more he's playing, the more you can see how he's going to uh, fit into. Mm. He'd be a first team regular, well, well fit, wouldn't he? Yeah, yeah. Um, one of those things, Lee, that I think would be remiss not to mention, one of those off the field talking points, would be uh, clearly this was the first time that Bristol Bears TV have covered a game uh, fully. Mm, yeah. I think, though, their capabilities on uh, the TMO might be called into question <laughs> oh, God, yeah. with the longest TMO film rewinding, getting it wrong, missing the frame uh, incident I think I've ever seen in a rugby game. It was ouchy wasn't it yeah. because and it, it was they, 
they repeated it over and over mm. again. And it's, it was the wrong piece, <laughs> it was the wrong passage of play. And we, we were thinking, was, was it us? Because they were playing it so often. We thought, have we missed something here? And then, then they'd get the right shot, but the incident wasn't, yeah, wasn't, wasn't on, on the camera. Yeah. Well, no, that's right, yeah. So, and it was, I mean, I, I don't know how long it was, but it was it was a good what five six minutes wasn't it maybe more oh man I grew a um, beard yeah. during, during oh, that Jesus. apparently they let off a few more fireworks <laughs> off <of> the dolmen <laughs> <laughs> I think I think Jake Heenan went over and said look look just, just call it yellow, yellow and let's crack on okay, the guy probably put his hand up the South said, Africa said I'll take it yellow we just want to get on with it and to be fair as far as cool as it was we all said we don't want to see a, a, a player yeah. sent off no, because no, it no. would have ruined the whole game and you know, and I think the yellow card was the fair, the right decision. You know, in the long run, it, it would just been nice if they could have made it five minutes sooner. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, thirteen six at half time, Pete. All looking good, and uh, then we get into the second half, and I don't think there was a supporter, a Bristol Bears supporter in that ground that wasn't absolutely decided to see our local man, our BS three buddy. Jan Thomas go over for that that uh, that try. Yeah. yeah, big moment and uh, well deserved. And he, he enjoyed it and and then he whipped the crowd up afterwards. And and again, it was just that it got the crowd going. It just shows it's a two way thing. And if the players yeah. can whip the crowd up, the, the crowd will get behind them. And um, yeah, I mean, it was a it was a it was a great thing. And I think on the highlights on the Bristol, on I watched the highlights as well, and it must have been the Bears TV commentary. I think it was Will Capon who was the summariser with the whoever, and he said he went to school at Ashton Park just round the corner, and it was all that, so it was a nice oh, little nice. moment. We're talking about, you know, a, a global team that has come to, to to our city, and then a scorer is a guy that went to school half, you know, 500 yeah. yards away. I think yeah. it was a neat little little moment, and um, fair play to Jan. Was that his first ever try? No, no, <laughs> no I think he's, so he's so got a few, well, I think. Yeah. Because you, you, you were a teacher at I was. Ashton. Did I, you did teach Jan? I... I well, by the, I mean, he looks he looks about about two he looks about twenty years older than me. He looks like Jan. I don't know. I'm just thinking. No, probably not actually. But maybe I told I taught the spirit of Jan. Yeah. yeah. And what was nice is we just said about how Ibatoi um, celebrated. I mean, Jan Thomas. That was that was beautiful, wasn't it? It was beautiful to watch. Yeah. You know. But, but but then the, they they saw maybe overdid the celebration a bit because <laughs> yeah, yeah. you got subs straight off. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And and I don't like showboaters, does he? Yeah. Oh, and I'll tell you what, bless him. He was he looked absolutely shattered, didn't he? Coming he off did. that pitch, that wasn't time wasting. That was legs gone yeah. totally. But yeah, brilliant performance. Yeah, yeah. And I think uh, just sorry, going back to I'm not sure if it was an injury or it was that TMO um, incident. We saw the first fully formed Mexican wave I think uh, at, at the rugby and I have on good authority that uh, the people behind it were the old Bristolians under 13 team who, who started the wave but uh, I think we got round about three yeah. or four it times like it, it, isn't it? They, they persevered because it didn't yeah. it didn't get going straight away they, they, they had to do a few attempts it, took a, it, took a yeah. the it, was, like start, it was like starting a car <laughs> in, the, in a cold morning it was like <laughs> and then suddenly it got momentum, and of course, it only really happens when we got the Atio full as yeah, well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So right. it's, a, it's, a, it's that's why it was so good. It's a unique thing that doesn't happen very often, and just gain momentum. Even the old prawn sandwiches did it as well, didn't they? Yeah. <laughs> On, you know, when me and Miles were sitting for the Cardiff game, we, we even they were getting up. Yeah, it was brilliant. So yeah, fair play. Absolutely, and I think in breaks of play like that, that's that's fantastic, it isn't is. it? Fantastic yeah. that that happens. Um, and uh, then obviously the box scored a couple of tries in in that second half, but uh, Bristol were well, I think twenty six eighteen, but they scored the last minute try, didn't mm. they? But we 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 were comfortable really, and uh, what an absolutely fantastic evening! I yeah. I just think I don't know if it's quite sunk in yet, but I think that's one that will be talked about in. Uh, the uh, the ale houses of North Street and uh, BS3 for for many years to come, and uh, let's hope that's the kind of boost now that uh, can can get the club on the uh, the front foot when it comes to league form. But uh, gentlemen, it was a busy weekend of rugby because on Saturday uh, we had to field a team to play Gloucester at King's Home in the Premiership Rugby Cup. Miles, I'll come to you because I can see you've got the team in front of you. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, it was a very 
uh, kind of young, uh, inexperienced team with a splattering of uh, seasoned pros in there. But I think I read somewhere that 14 uh, of the 23-person squad were um, either current or former academy players. So uh, lots of people getting a, a chance to go to King's home. Absolutely. You say some inexperienced. I mean, half of them I don't even know who they are. But that's, you know, I held my hands up, like some of the academy guys. But then again, we had the experience of um, Dan Thomas, didn't we, captaining. So, you know, a wise a wise old head um, there. And some, you know, well-known names. We know Kloska Kerr, obviously, featured. Ben Solomon has been getting some game time recently hasn't he well one of the brothers Whiteley uh, and Whiteley as well and you know we know our old friend Oscar Lennon who stepped in last season uh, Asher and our new boy Heward I mean that's a really young team but you know um, it's fantastic for them really uh, and why not that's what we go there that's what a premiership cup is, cup is for isn't it to highlight the new talent get them some game time and we'll chat about the game they uh, they took it to Gloucester for most of the time yeah it does and Lee I, I do wonder you know uh, in the end it was 38-31 to, to Gloucester and uh, I've seen the highlights none of us were, were able to get to the game uh, seen the highlights, read the report. I think Gloucester were 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 on top, a more experienced mm-hmm. team. But of course, they had the benefit of not having to field uh, a twenty-three man squad for uh, South Africa like we did. So yeah, they, yeah, they yeah. had a bit more experience, and I think a bit more, bit more uh, maybe power in the engine room as well. Yeah, and I think ultimately that that's what you know done for us, wasn't it? But. I mean, what I did like about it is that our, you know, the, the youngsters in the team didn't, they didn't stop, they didn't give up, mm. they kept going towards the end, didn't they? And I think actually, at one point we were, what was it, nineteen three down, was it something like that? Yeah, nineteen three down, and you know, it could have been a cricket score. It, it yeah. could have been a cricket, yeah. and we all know what King's Home's like. It's, yeah, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a awful place to play if you're opposition, but they stuck at it, and I, I think they actually gained a lot of confidence towards the end, and. You know, the, the the second half was a lot more kind of to and throwing, and um, we should say, I mean, their centre pairing, um, Gloucester, uh, Tom Seabrook and Seb Atkinson, they were outstanding on the day, and I think that, you know, what I mean, the fullback played well for them halfway, and they had Jay Pledry at eight as well. Yeah, right? <laughs> I mean, you know what I mean. These youngsters coming up against these, but they can only gain experience from I mean, that. That's an improvement from last year when. They came to us. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. On the pro for the Premiership Cup, and their youngsters rolled our boys over. Big yeah. time, Quite didn't they? Big they time. Did. So I think mm. it's, and I think hopefully this is the start in the signs of what we've been saying. Yeah. Is that now that we've got this academy system set up, and now we've got them training properly and all aligned, we are starting to see players coming through who have got potential to be playing at the highest level and I think we're you know with this is the whole thing about the long term sustainable plan isn't it and it's it's great things like this absolutely yeah yeah and I mean we were 26-10 down at half time but to to come back to uh, 38-31 it was unfortunate I think their their last try there was a bit of a bit of a mix up in our midfield mm, it was a bit yeah. of a soft try after we just scored but uh yeah, two tries for Tom Whiteley, one for James William, uh, one for Fred Davis, who uh, scored at the end. And I think James uh, uh, Williams, uh, 16 points, one one try, four conversions, uh, one penalty. Uh, I think he was 100% off the tee. Yeah. And some of those conversions were real touchline conversions, they were. weren't they? He smashes them high. Yeah. They look good. Mm. Yeah. A chunky lad. But we know that's what he can do. Yeah. You know, this guy was really top scorer, wasn't he? Championships. So, yeah, yeah. You know, we, we know that, you know, kicking's his game, so... Well, let's just round up uh, the uh, the Bears' weekend uh, action, and that was uh, the women's team start kicked off their league uh, um, season. Campaign. Yeah, campaign, campaign. Dan. Down at Ashton Gate, it was the big uh, Bristol Sport uh, weekend of uh, women's sport with, uh, I think City lost to Birmingham. Did they 1-0 today on Sunday? Oh, I don't know. Did, yeah, yeah, yeah. but uh, the Bears certainly didn't. Uh, Pete, let me come to you. Um, 62 zip against Wasps. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, that's brilliant. Great start to the season. Um, I'm still a bit... Well, it's, I'm still it's a brilliant start. I can't say anyway. Dave Ward done, done a great job, and that's without, I presume, because I you'll know this, boys. That was without our World it's, Cup girls as it well. Was, yeah, yeah. So, you know, what a great start. I still think it's still not quite right, though. Sometimes, if you get 
mismatches like that in, mm. in top flight competition. And, and, you know, the Wasps ladies have probably had a pretty traumatic time anyway in the last couple of months, not knowing whether they were going to carry on or not. But uh, that said, you know, we'll take any like, quality <laughs> take win five that, that we can after the last kind of season and a half that we've had going up and down. So, so yeah, I mean, they came, what do they came? They got to the playoffs last season. Mm-hmm. So they've got everything to play for, our girls. You know, they, they've got... They've got uh, you know, championship victory in their sights already, I'd say. Well, let, let, let's hope so. Well, let me, uh, before we finish off the, the, the kind of roundup of Thursday and the weekend games, uh, we've got one huge issue to address. But before that, it's a gets my goat. And uh, Lee, I think, uh, what got your goat on Thursday night? Well, it, this, this is a big one for me. Now... Aside from Miles, we're all football fans as well, aren't we? Right. Mm. And if I saw my one of these scarves at, at Tottenham Hotspur, my my team, I would literally cut it in half. And subsequently, what it was, what I'm getting to is, went into the club shop before the game, and I looked down. And I thought, oh, they're selling some South African scarves. So I thought that's nice for the occasion. You know what I mean? Mm. There was loads of South African fans there. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Um, and so I picked it up to look at it, <laughs> only to see a blue part, a, a second half was blue. And I was like, I looked down, it was, it was a half and half scarf, boys. What? And, and immediately I, I, I kind of felt the bile coming up into the back of my throat. <laughs> uh, and I just thought, that is the most hideous thing at any sporting event, a half and half. Like, we're... I know some people did say to me on Twitter, you know, well, it's for the occasion, right? And I do get that. All joking aside, it's, some, it's a momentum, you know, a momentum like I bought a programme. But oh, to, for me, it's one of those things that should never, ever be seen and never, ever be made. And Ever again. But, no, but, ever again. Yeah, I mean, you've gone for a straight red. Yeah, 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 absolutely. But I, I feel that there is enough evidence to mitigate oh, down to a yellow. Oh, okay. I think you've already done it. I think that those, I, I agree with you, it is not a garment that should ever be worn. But it is a garment <laughs> that you could take to the framing workshop and get it kind of done in a nice little way, in a nice frame, and have it on the wall as, a, as you rightly say, Lee, a memento to a, a fantastic, a historic moment. Or do you do you have a special scarf that maybe has the date of the game? It's a blue and white scarf, yeah. mostly bears. Date Ooh. of the game, who you play? Tell you what, little Tom. spring box either end. I've, I've just seen another angle on the TMO. It's gone back up to red. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, but we should t- talking about the programmes. We yeah. should say that I thought the club did a brilliant job with that. I mean, it was six pound fifty, but for me, I, I think. You know, there was a, a good balance of, you know, yeah, good yeah, insight okay. in, into the teams and, you know, a bit of background stuff. And, and they've gone back into kind of, um, you know, down memory lane with a few interviews as well. Adam Morley interview and I thought fair play to the club. I would love personally to have programmes back full stop, but that was, was a lovely memento. And that's, you know, the, the, the half and half scarf's gone in the bin, but for me, I've still got that programme, which I am so... Anal. I actually went to the ground early. You pre-ordered, did you? No, I oh, went to the okay. ground early. I bought it. I literally wore my gloves, brought it, <laughs> brought it back, brought it back to the flat, and literally it hasn't been touched since. It hasn't so. come out as its plastic film, has it? Yet? No, that's it. <laughs> so how do you know what was in it then? <laughs> Because I flipped that, through my oh, gloves on. Okay. And it's in A4 format, so even like uh, <laughs> old no, blindy no, here could leave no, it in What? It's not A4 format, is it? It's, no, it's, oh. it's somewhere in. It's not, I don't know what for. Is it A4? Oh, is it and, not? A4, A4 and a. And a, and a no, it's A3 and a half because A3 gets yeah. bigger. Yeah. So it's not A3, it's not A4, it's in between, isn't it? Mm. It was a kind of odd size, making it, it more special. Well, there we are. Yeah. The observant amongst us. It's A4. Thank you. You're right. It's just the uh, no, you're wrong. Yeah, yeah. No, absolutely wrong with that. It but, is completely got, A4. I've got to say, just, 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 just uh, talking about programs and this this game against South Africa. I actually it was up in the roof at, at the weekend. I was trying to get something that I needed, and I came across one of my programs, and it was the South West Division. This was the 30th of October 1993. I was living in Plymouth. 
Southwest Division versus New Zealand at the oh, recreation oh. ground in Red Roof. And I went down to it. It was absolutely rammed. It was an amazing game of rugby. Forget the score. It was something like the New Zealand won 1915. But um, Kieran Bracken was playing oh, for Bristol. Yeah. Paul Hole. There was a lock. Can't remember his name now. But pretty much the rest of the the 15 were made up. It was that great. Yeah. Have to say it. Bath team of the, yeah. the kind of late mm. 80s and 90s. But I just remember that was one of the greatest experiences I had watching rugby mm. to be down in Cornwall, albeit Red Roof. And if you come from Camborne, you don't like Red Roof. <laughs> um, but to see, and it was probably the last New Zealand tour before the game went professional. And I just think uh, those games where they came on tour for like five or six weeks, they had midweek squads. Because a month later, I also saw the All Blacks at Devonport Services Ground when they played uh, combined services. And again, you had um, the likes of Rodber, um, uh, uh, Underwood, yeah. uh, Paul Hull, I think was in the RAF as well, played, yeah. played fullback. And I just hope that what's happened this year, whether we are going to see teams like New Zealand, Australia, South Africa, Argentina even... Mm. Having that bigger squad and playing games like against the likes of the Bristols and the Leicesters, mm. I just think it would be amazing for the game. And how much better is it during the international break for clubs to get some money yeah. in mm. by seeing these big international it's, stars? It's funny, isn't it? Because you think some of our younger listeners are probably thinking, "What the hell are these guys <laughs> talking about?" You know, because well, obviously where's it's, Campbell? Just, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's just unheard of, isn't it? But it yeah. would be an amazing thing oh, when it's to have these games back. Yeah. Yeah, and I, I, I think, because I think there was, in the rugby paper, um, I think they initially tried to get Australia, um, uh, and for whatever reason they couldn't do it. They then tried to get New Zealand, but they'd already committed to playing a 15 against the, the Barbars, yeah. and then it was South Africa. So um, let's just hope this becomes, I think, part of the, um, the, the autumn Fabric. international... Fabric, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, because I think it was just amazing. And how many people at that twenty-seven thousand maybe hadn't come to a Bristol Bears game before that have seen that, and who knows, come to a game and fallen in love with the game, and you know, we'll we'll follow it much more closely. Bums on seats, that's what we've been talking about. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, that's what we all need. Bums on seats and the buzz around the ground. Exactly. Yeah. Good earner yeah. for the club. I mean, what an advert for Ashton Gate. Yeah. Right, you're listening to Bears Beyond the Gate, a Bristol Bears podcast made by fans for fans. We're available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Podbean, Buzzsprout and many, many more platforms. You can contact us with your comments and ideas by email at bearsbeyondthegate at gmail.com. On Twitter, we're at bearsbeyondgate and on Facebook, you can like and follow our Bears Beyond the Gate page. Well, it's league action. It seems a long time, doesn't it, Lee, since we actually played a league game. But it has been, hasn't it? It uh, next Saturday, twenty sixth of November, I believe it's a one o'clock kickoff, uh, and uh, that's away at Sale. Uh, it's the Enya fixture, isn't it? it, it I, I, I wondered if this was <laughs> oh, going to be the, uh, the. I think we've probably done that to death now. I think, so. I think it, but I think it's one of those things that you just have to say it. Every club says it every year. Just it's just a, it's a tradition. It's a ritual. Um. So like putting a Christmas tree up in November. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he goes early. Um, it's going to be a big ask, isn't it, Lee? The sale have had a, a good start to the season. Yeah. Um, your thoughts, maybe, on how Pat's going to approach that game and uh, what we uh, what we might see as a starting fifteen. Maybe who 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 do you think maybe in or out of the the the, the, the forwards? Well, I mean, I'm thinking. It didn't look good for Joycey, did it, with his, his shoulder no. No. on yeah. Thursday night. And I can't, you know, as much as he is a you know, mammoth for us, I can't see Joycey getting in. I, I heard, I went to Bishopston Cricket Club dinner on Friday night and Joycey's associated with the club and I heard on the slide that he, he apparently it popped out, popped in again. Ooh. And that doesn't sound good. Ooh. No. No. Yeah. no. So you think you might be right. Mm. And then didn't we have um, young Tyak was injured as well, wasn't he? I think what, he was. Well, yeah, he he, he yeah. came on as a sub. Oh, and, yeah. Uh, yeah. 
And he yeah. had to come off again, didn't he? Yeah. On yeah. that note, it was a bit disappointing that he didn't play against South Africa, though, wasn't it, boys? Because we had that whole story about him mm. not getting yeah, the look yeah, at Worcester, yeah, yeah. getting unemployed, playing against the league champions, or the league leaders, sorry, Saracens, and then we thought... Play against Africa, it never happened. Yeah. yeah. Wow. So, I mean, I think, we're, again, we're, I mean, I don't know as far as the guys we've got coming back from, from injury, um, but you, you'd think Chris Fui would be back in, wouldn't you, somewhere? I, I don't know if Samoa completed well, I'm their... just looking at that now. Yeah. Well, there's nothing on the fixture on the BBC website. Next week, it's Wales, Australia. No, I don't, think, I, I don't think they that. show the full, uh, all, no. all the internationals. But yeah, I mean, if Vui is back and has a, a decent week training, yeah. you expect him to be back. Of course, McGinty will come on to this. He, uh, his international, also yeah. international season is over now. So uh, he'll, he'll be back. But of course, he's not going to be in the forwards. No, that's true. <laughs> I mean, I'd like to think that Big Yan will get a, get a run out again I think um, having said that we've got Jake Wilmore I think is is has been past fit hasn't he I think he's ready to go um, so I, I mean I think that I think Thacker will come in yeah because he's he's good to go isn't he I mean, it's, it's hard to remember who's injured and who's not to be honest but I mean you've got to start with Thacker if he's fit I mean mm. he's he's number one choice hooker for me Um and then I don't know who's gonna if we've got Vui, I don't know if he plays at six or if he plays in the mm. second row or not. So you know, do we have like Ed Holmes maybe coming back in if Joycey's not available? Well you've got to say, I mean, who was the man of the moment on Thursday? Who who was That's absolutely cool. outstanding. But yeah, I mean I was thinking Batley's in anyway, yeah. so yeah, but I mean Batley plays all day long, doesn't he? He's and, what a leader he was on And Thursday just to night. take a moment what a performance I think he is going to be a fan's favourite at Bristol Absolutely. and to see the way he he celebrated to each stand yeah. at the end mm. of that game that's the kind of emotion you want to see in your players don't you if you're a fan of a club and I think that comes from comes comes from deep because this is a guy who's, who's had you know had his issues with health issues yeah. before um, and then he, he basically was un, made unemployed you know, a month ago with, or more, or two months ago, with, you know, not quite sure about his mm. future. So I think, I've got a feeling there's a there's a fire in Batley's belly about playing because he realises, you know, I'm sure he always did, but he really realises that it, it is, you know, it's, it's, it's essential. It's, it's, well, it's so essential. Do you know what I think? Yeah. It was him seeing his face on that big screen. Yeah, that really got him. Yeah, yeah. Instead of the silhouette. Yeah. Instead of the silhouette. <laughs> I think that. I think it. Do you know what? I think it's been a long. It's been a. It's been a quite a clever strategy by the marketing department on the night to whip him up into a fury <laughs> that he couldn't believe his his face wasn't up for the Cardiff game, and he was he was waiting and waiting, and when he yeah. saw his face come up. It yeah. just he, he he couldn't st- he just went he just it went like, and didn't it was, stop. It was a bit like when was so it Gatlin big. dropped uh, Sinclair, wasn't yeah. it for for the Lions or was it James? No, oh, James Sinclair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like and that, that passion that Sinclair yeah, yeah. had for that one game. And it's, <laughs> it's, like, it's like you may not. You, this is a real old school reference, but it's a bit like in the Ashes night eighty one, Big Boff when he yeah. scored a ton at Headingley, but it was actually Bob Willis who got all the wickets to yeah. to keep him down, and it was he was and Mike Brearley captained him and made him didn't put him on and, and he was Willis was furious and like about yeah. his that he'd been slated as a bowler and he just came on and ripped through the Aussie a bit like Devin Malcolm oh. where, you know you guys are history I, it was I that sort I of thing I don't think Joe Bradley was quite as possessed <laughs> as Bob Willis was that day I don't know mate it's, it's, relative. it's relative oh. yeah. it's relative but anyway back to yeah. back to yes. the forwards yeah so Bob Willis probably won't play yeah. but <laughs> he definitely <laughs> will yeah. Yeah. Manchester yeah uh, so back, back, that, that back three who do you think uh... I think we're going to have I'd like to think it would be Bradbury at eight because he's not a six I think mm-hmm. we need the power we need the bulk at eight don't we mm-hmm. I think that probably Jake Heenan comes in at seven and then I think if Fui is fit I think he will play six mm-hmm. and then we'd have obviously no fits hard in there what, well, I, Bradbury, what? Why is what? Lewis? Well, Brad, I did say Bradbury. Yeah, 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 yes, sorry. But, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. but you can't, I don't know, it's tough because you, you can't really drop Fitzhardin at the moment. But then if Vui's fit and then 
Well, and if Luizua, I mean, he's supposed to be rumoured to be close. Mm. Now, again... Mm, Pat's got a headache then. That's a good headache. Yeah, yeah. Whether, whether he'd start or whether maybe if he is fit, you'd and, have him on the bench. And Pat's got a big losing streak in the Premiership yeah. at the moment as well. Mm. And he's, yes. he, you know, he may... This is his dilemma. Does he does he bring back the big guns like well, Luatua? But, but you throw him in against Sal, though. That's the thing, isn't it? I mean, well, you know, if there's anyone who's like even he gets, just coming back from injury and you mm. throw him in against Sal, I don't know. So, but is is there any easy game? You get, after that, it no. gets easier, than it with Leicester. Yeah. Oh yeah, of course. Got <laughs> bath beat Leicester, so. Yeah. Well, Miles, let me come to you then. What do you think about the backs? What, uh, right. what changes? Okay. Well, this see? week I'm not going to let Pete persuade me. Otherwise, I'm afraid to say Porter has to start for me. Erin uh, came on in the second half and didn't look as lively. His kicks were a little bit off. Um, so I think Will Porter has played himself into that starting number nine. I'm, I'm afraid to say, without doubt. And Pete can't disagree this time. Yeah, don't disagree. Absolutely. At ten, I mean, we don't know if um, McGinty is going to need a little rest week, or he's going to come straight back into training. Oh. But um, you know, he'll, he'll at least be on the bench. So you'd say probably Sheedy to start. Um, and in the centres, I think they're fit. I didn't see them get any knocks. <laughs> Have we got any other, other choice than Bedler O'Connor? But there was talk of semi, wasn't there? Yeah. Being fit, but not playing the South Africa game. So could he feature, start or on the bench? Uh, he said he wasn't far off and we've seen him in training. So that is an option in the backs. Um, on the other wing, that's a tough call because we have enjoyed watching Bailey, haven't we? Uh, he's a massive unit. And Sale and... <laughs> They're not shy, are they? They've got some big units in the backs, powerful. Um, I don't know I, who, if I, I, whether you sort of... Lane always looks lively when he comes on. We've got Ibatoy in, haven't we? Yeah, Ibatoy yeah, on one wing, but I don't oh, know where the... That, uh, uh, that's for granted. Ibatoy on one wing. Yeah, you think the fact that Lane uh, came on against the South Africans look fit? But as Charles is known, he's back together yeah. again. Yeah, so do well, we have Morahan to put Morahan on... We have still at fullback. Morahan on the wing. So Morahan on the wing, the lane at fullback. And if Charles is fit, we'll see. But I think those boys have generally played themselves into the first just, squad. Just don't show Charles an atlas. For a, for a road map yeah it's a bit too yeah. far north yeah. north of yeah. Watford yeah. just yeah. just north of Gloucester yeah. services yeah. 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 yeah nice one with a nice breakfast I, I don't think he will play but you know if, if it wasn't for the fact I think was it Dubai or this World Cup playoff series was yeah. uh, which is what a six seven hour flight um, with a McGinty going back to sale Pat might have been tempted if he'd been back a week earlier yeah, to start see your point. but uh, I, th- I think he'll probably stick with mm. with Callum and uh McGinty on the bench. See, Semi Ran Ranger for me either starts or he isn't in the 23 because I don't know whether um, if we're going to have that 5 3 split, whether he's versatile enough no, no. to, you know, he can't point. play fly out, no, can't play no. scrum, can't, probably yeah. can't play fullback. Yes, he can play centre and he could play on the wing, mm-hmm. but. Uh, I think I don't know whether he's in. Yeah. Or, I mean, that's a completely yeah, bad point. It's understandable. Yeah, yeah. Okay, well, let's uh, let's get to some predictions then. Uh, let me go to uh, Pete first. Your thoughts? I, I'm gonna. Th- we're gonna take the momentum from Thursday. The boys are gonna. They're gonna take that passion, and we're gonna win eighteen fifteen. It's gonna be mm. tight, and what we're gonna do is we're gonna build. A three by three by three point lead, like we did. Callum smashing penalties. Eighteen fifteen. Right. Bears. Miles. Yeah, it's, it's it's a tough ask going up to sale, but I'm going to back Bristol for once, um, and I'm going to go for a twenty-one. It's going to be close. Twenty to Bristol. Closer. Twenty. Be closer. 20. Lee. Sorry, Here's fellas, but. you might like. Top country. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
I'm sorry. Right. I'm sorry, listeners, but I, I can't quite believe what we've just heard. We've just we've just turned something on. Is it's it? country music. Lee's got on his Amazon doll. What is going on? What's going on? I thought I thought you were into something a bit you more heavier said, than country. <laughs> you just said Lee in it, and it just came on. <laughs> Um, sorry, what was, the, what was the question, Tim? What's what's your school prediction? Oh, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna have to apologise, but I think I'm going against Bristol for the first time ever. Uh, it, I think it will be close, um, and I do agree with Pete. I think we'll take that momentum from Thursday, but I can't see a sell away, and I can't see us getting anything but maybe a bonus point out of a a twenty four twenty one defeat. <laughs> right, okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna join you in the gloomster club. I I think this this will be a tough ask. Uh, I am going for uh, a sale win by 15 points to 13. <sighs> so let's hope we prove wrong. But uh, it's always a tough place to go. We haven't got a great record of no. uh, at uh, sale. Well, let's uh, let's cap up catch up on a couple of things we mentioned it a little bit earlier um, AJ McGinty was in um, action against uh, for the United States against Portugal the winner takes all game um, and except nobody won it was a 16 all mm. draw I believe Portugal scored a penalty later on and because of that draw and their superior points difference they knocked the US out of the World Cup so Portugal go to their second World Cup uh, and I think US, this is only the second time that they've missed out. So uh, disappointment for AJ McGinty there. Um, but I suppose at least that means we, we have him back in BS3 yeah. for uh, the, the World Cup time next next year. One door closes and another one opens. Mm, yeah. uh, Genjin Sink started again against New Zealand. Um, that was a game that looked like it was going to be over by half time, didn't it? And uh, Miles, I think... Uh, yeah, I don't think anybody really saw that 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 last ten minutes. Not uh, really. I think I had my head in my hands at half time, expecting a cricket score. I mean, New Zealand were looking so powerful, uh, and uh, it's, it's unfair to say that England didn't have any ideas because um, New Zealand defence was just phenomenal. There was absolutely no way through there, the the the, the black line, as it were. You're right, except when. Um, you could argue that they're down to 14 down to 14 yeah and Will Stewart came on and appeared to just turn the game on its head um, from a yard from a yard yeah he scored twice didn't he to be honest with you Um, and and remarkably much to the bemoaning of uh, of the Duchess why we kicked it out and and went for a draw on 80 minutes with really you know uh, no jeopardy involved in the match but I thought fair play England. It was looking like we we're going to get smashed, and to get a win against New Zealand. Do you know? I think I might have been in the minority, having having clawed back mm. all those points in the last ten mm. minutes inside our own half. I just thought, yeah, don't risk it. Well, no. I thought take, take that. The draw. I yeah. thought that, the but draw. there's been a few moans, isn't there, yeah. on sort of uh, okay. social media? Well, I didn't watch the game because I, I was out mostly yesterday. But I just flipped that around. Mm. If we were all Kiwis in here, do you think we'd have the same opinion? No, they would have gone for it. I don't see any Kiwi ever saying, kick the ball out and we'll settle for a draw. I don't know. If they were that far behind with 10 minutes to go... They were one man down. And and not not played well for for probably, what, 50 minutes of that game? I mean, it is difficult because I watched the game uh, and that last eight minutes... Pretty much every time we had the ball in hand, we looked like we were going to rip through them. And I, I don't quite see why we didn't think we could do that again. But I think probably it was because it was quite... We were like centre... I think there was a ruck or something and or centre in our 22. It just... They probably... Smith got it right in front of the play. He probably just didn't think there was anyone around him. And, you know, if you get... If you run and get isolated and get mm. turned over mm. and they kick three points... He was looking, he, I gone. think Smith looked at the headlines yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. and he thought, you know what, I've, I've, it's in my fledgling career, I don't want to see those headlines. Smith loses it at the death. Yeah, so yeah, I'm right. kind of with you, I think it was probably the right thing to do. Yeah, but uh, I think uh, Genjin Sink's got through unscathed, so yeah, that's too, it, yeah. as a Bristol fan, just yeah. to see <laughs> well, happily yeah. trot off I'm after playing, 50 or 60 minutes. I, mean, I, I know a lot of people said England played 
rubbish. But I I watched the whole game through up this morning because I missed it, but I watched it all because I've got on Amazon Prime and. I didn't think we were that bad. I thought we were. We had a, a couple. Of, you know, we weren't clinical in their twenty-two. We made a few mistakes. They, you know, they they punished us. But I thought we were full. We were up for it. And you know, the scrum off made a couple of difficult mistakes. I thought Sinclair and Genge were. They they just they look mm. absolute class at that level. I like yeah. Karen Dickey at hooker. I like Hill. I like you know. I just thought That's we weren't. And it proved that actually when we kind of got going a bit mm. and believed in ourselves, we mm. we looked. You know, like we did in the semi-final. So, you know, well, I think that starting front row is probably yeah, the starting good. front row for the World Cup, and it that's has to a lot of fear. So. In and I'd say for, uh, Toji Hill as well at the moment. I like the look of that as yeah. a, a second row. Maybe the, the, you know, again, you could argue Simmons playing flanker when he doesn't play flanker. You've got to decide who's mm-hmm. playing. You've got to play people there. I'm not sure Vuna Polarad is great this game. No, that was not. the trouble, and that he, he he gave away quite a lot of penalties. And yeah, but yeah, uh, yeah I, I think all England fans. Um, you know, at half time, if you'd offered them 25 yeah. all, they would have bit, bitten their hands mm. off. Now, there is something that we need to address. This has caused outrage in the Bristol Bears community. Um, it is the elephant in the room, or should I say the new bear in the room? Because uh, at the game on Thursday, there was uh, the, the video screen flicked into life. And we saw Brisley, the Brisley that we all love. We've all had our pictures taken with him over the years. I can remember him up the Mem when Bristol School, he used to do a snake on the the sideline (laughs) as well. Um, So anyway, this film comes, Brisley goes into this chamber, the lights flash, and then what the (laughs) effing hell came out of the other side? Now, I've been looking on social media... Someone's described it as a turd with eyes. <laughs> Somebody else has described it as the love child of Yogi Bear and Scooby Doo. Yeah. We now have Briz. Now let me go round to each of you in turn. Your thoughts on the new Briz, Pete? You first. I mean, it had a bit of stars in your eyes about it—the whole media thing—and. Uh, yeah, tonight, Matthew, I'm going to be a turd with eyes. Yeah, I, I'm looking at it. Miles has got it up on his phone, and it, it's... I, they've clearly done it for the junior market, Yeah. but I'm worried that he hasn't got a DBS check. I've got to say, <laughs> there's something about that, that that's not right. Um, it's just... It's too... It's too... It's not straggly enough. It's, it's too no. close-shaven. Um, it's... It's there's something slightly uh, mad in the eyes, and I think rather than in, inspire kids, it's going to scare kids. I've got to say. Um, so yeah, it's going to take a bit of time to get used to that bad boy. Miles, your thoughts? I now, mean, what do, do you think? On a serious note, yeah. you know, we'd seen. I mean, Brisley's been around for a fair few seasons. Yeah, Maybe yeah. he's got a bit of mange. Yeah, um, he did, didn't he? Was and it? you know. I don't know how you can wash one of those costumes. Do you think it'd just become a time where they had to change, but to change to this? You're right, because some kind fan on Facebook put the old Brizzy in the new Brizzy, didn't they? And he was looking a bit mangy around the edges, wasn't he? And I agree, one too many caterpillars up and down the pitch at Ashton Gate may have torn the groin of his old suit. Well, as Tone said, I mean, he was caterpillaring at the men, wasn't he? I mean, this guy's getting on a bit. Absolutely. Absolutely. He had to do the old mooner as well at times, didn't he? Get Get the old booty out. Maybe it was but, just but, this is just the passing of time. Well, quite possibly, and we're we're a bit you know a bit long in the tooth, and we're a bit an aged sort of fan, not fans, aren't we? Us lot in the room, but on this level, this looks like uh, he's been down the Botox clinic on Harley Street, in my opinion. Mm. On no level does that look like the old Brisley that we have been used to, and it's his first appearance this season, hasn't he? We I think, mm. and it was all you know flashing lights coming up the tunnel. We felt like. Hello, come on there. But to see him come on in his oversized boots, he she came and ties those shoelaces and he tripped up on them on the pitch. No sign of being able to sprint down the pitch. But 
you know, I'm afraid you're right. It's for the youngsters. It's gonna, it, it won't grow on us, but that's the sign of the times. He's got a manic grin, hasn't he? Uh, yeah, yeah. 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 Let's come to Lee. Lee, I, I mean, a couple of things. One, old Brisley had claws. I think this one's had his claws removed, which I don't <laughs> know if there's safety. some some kind <laughs> of welfare <laughs> issue yeah. there. Stadium safety. But when he ran out, he, he threw a dummy to the oh, opera singer, didn't he? Yeah, he was. Yeah. He's got a bit. He's cheeky. Yeah, he was doing <laughs> some fake passes and some some you know touchline runs, but. The only thing I can see looking at a photograph that Miles has got up is that those, those eyes have been places I don't ever want to go. <laughs> and, you, and you've been a few places. Yeah, you? yeah. You've been to some dark places. Oh, I mean, if you met those up on Withy with High Street, I mean, goodness knows what would happen. No, no, guys. Well, so so we're unconvinced on the new Brisley. I think there's already a free Brisley... Um, <laughs> Hashtag that's been started. Yeah. Uh, lots of people want the old Brisley back, oh. but I think, a bit like the hoops, I think Brisley's yeah, probably maybe. consigned to the history yeah. of this great club, and Briz is is going to be there and the all, new mascot. And all joking aside, it was actually quite dramatic, wasn't it? I, you know, when it was on the big oh, screen. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. and I thought it was brilliant, actually, brilliant yeah. value. And, yeah, all joking aside, like you say, it's, it's not aimed at old fogies like us. It's aimed at the young market, but, and I think it will go down well. I mean, it was very reminiscent of, a, of, of the Doctor... Of Doctor Who regenerate. I don't know if you boys watch Doctor Who at all. With any any listeners out there, with the Doctor regenerates and yeah. then a new actor comes in. But the the big news of the last regeneration in Doctor Who recently was it was what it was David Tennant that came back again. It was one of the old Doctors. So what I'm saying is, you never know. Oh, Brisley, right the yeah. old Brisley might just be out. You know, he could be regenerated back again in the future. So let's not let's not lose all hope. Well, I think, I think David Tennant's only back for four, isn't he? Yeah. yeah. Well, then, yeah, then, that's then, true. Then, then, then he goes again. But anyway, so there we are. We've we've had Bobblegate, we've had Pyragate, and now we're probably looking like Brisleygate. But uh, <laughs> yeah, we'll we'll wait and see how that one develops. Now, boys, we're nearly we're nearly out of time, but there is something that I want to uh, to talk about because uh, for rugby fans in Bristol and listeners of this podcast you'll know that BBC Radio Bristol on a Tuesday night have the scrum which uh, uh, we've all been on either in the studio or o- over the phone um, and uh, I think this week they uh, with Jeff 20 man big um, supporter of the pod was Tom Tainton mm, in now, the studio Pete you 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 sent in a message well didn't you? the thing is on a Tuesday night my daughters have netball training at six till half seven so I have to drive them to school anyway so I'm always sat in the car listening and it's a regular thing anyway Tom Tatum comes on he's in the studio he's talking about various things very well I've got to say very eloquent and he talks about the South Africa game and obviously about what they're planning to do and obviously I get my kind of my match day experience antennae on about you know what we kind of said about the Saracens game and so on so I thought you know what Jeff kind of, he does know us a bit. If I tweet something in, I'm pretty sure he'll read it out. So I tweeted in, in the middle of this interview, you know, great to hear T. Tainton talk about the uh, the planning and the rationale behind the South Africa game. It sounds like it's going to be a great night, but just let's not have any fireworks. <laughs> like that. Anyway, of course, Jeff gets to a point that Jeff goes, oh, we've got some uh, some listeners writing it. And he reads the whole tweet out to Tom Tainton live <laughs> on the thing. And, of course, when he says about the fireworks, Tom sort of makes some sort of, like, chuckles a bit nervously. And he says, oh, yeah, yeah, the Saracens game. Yeah, yeah, we did have a bit of, bit of fan feedback about that night. But, you know, and he answered it like an absolute pro. He then switched it and said, but that's what it is. We want to engage with our fans. And we, the Bears be on the, and he was very complimentary about us. He said, "The Bears be on the gate, boys. Uh, you know, we, we know that they're that they're out there and that they represent some sort of views of the fans." And then Jeff said, um, "Well, have they ever invited you on, Tom?" And and Tom said, "Well, no, I've never had the invite." And and he goes, "But if I do go, Jeff, I, you'll have to come with me." And then Jeff goes, "But I've never had the invite either." And he goes, <laughs> "Jeff goes, he's all they've always come on my show, but they've never." <laughs> so I was like thinking, "Well, do I tweet in and say, well, boys, you're very welcome, but you have to come round Lee's <laughs> at seven o'clock on a Sunday and stand round a Christmas tree?" I'm not quite sure either of these professional operators would be uh, be quite. But obviously, the invite is is uh, is there. But maybe uh, it was really good. I mean, it is it's a real bit of, bit of fun. And Tom Tainton was very. Uh, it was a very funny, and Jeff, you know, supported us. So, and fair play. Tom did speak really well. I mean, obviously, we, when we set this podcast up, we we 
we all said we all agreed we we'd have to have we we'd have to be contemporaneous, wouldn't we? We mm-hmm. we couldn't have our foot, you know, inside the bears' camp as such. We have to, you know, kind of stand back and say it as we kind see of, it. Say it as we see it, and kind of you know, show the opinions of the the listeners. Um, but. He did speak very well, Tom, and it, exactly what I was expecting from him, actually. And I think going forward, hopefully now we've we've got over the the blips in the road and Piper Gate and all that nonsense, mm, and, and now hopefully we'll yeah. start heading in the right direction. Well, I've got to say, you know, because we said to Pat Lamb, didn't we? Pat came on our fiftieth episode, mm, yeah. and we said, Pat, you can come back on when you've won another trophy. Yeah. So he hadn't been back on nope. yet. No, so, no, no. so maybe we should get our people. To talk to Thomas people <laughs> yeah. to get it on, you know, if it was a, yeah. you know, if it was a boxing match, yeah, yeah. Let, let, let's get it on. Let's get, yeah, I mean, there's a few little, there's a few things to iron out in the contract, I think, you know, yeah. a few little things. But uh, yeah. yeah, I think we need to get the, the, the people talking to each other. Yeah, well, if we're using boxing as an analogy, then it's never going to happen. <laughs> no, 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 you're right. well, no, listen, listen, I, and, and we'd make the offer so Tom doesn't have to stand next to a Christmas tree. No, that we'd even do a pre-record. I think we, we, we wouldn't we'd want to put yeah. through the, the, the difficulty of a live with a Christmas tree. And, and Jeff, if you're listening, you're next. <laughs> <laughs> We're coming for you. <laughs> All right. Well, big thanks to both Tom and Jeff because uh, they've both been big supporters yeah. of, of the podcast and yeah. uh, have helped us out and to grow to to where we are. We're This is the 124th episode. Ooh. We're rapidly uh, approaching um, 100,000 downloads. And, uh, yeah, I think the podcast has been played in uh, at least 70 countries worldwide. And uh, part of that is the help that we had from those two guys. Absolutely. So uh, we'd, we'd love to get you on the show. Well, that's it for this week. If you like what you've heard, please subscribe and leave a review or rating for us on your podcast platform. We'll be back next week with our thoughts on the sale game and we'll also look ahead to the home game against Leicester Tigers. Until then, goodbye, stay lucky and come on, Briz. Briz.